I saw a joke the other day on Twitter uh, with the the golf thing, saying that uh, as part of the deal, the PGA is handling holes one through eight and 12 through 18, and the Saudis are going to handle holes nine through 11. Uh, <laughs> that's and pretty good. It's pretty good. And uh-huh. what's, what's funny, quote funny, is that like, are we starting, are we finally getting past, like, yeah. are we, you know, Woody Allen, tra- comedy equals tragedy plus time. <laughs> like, my, are we starting to like limp towards that? You know? My reaction there, my laugh, genuine laugh, suggests that I am ready for 9-11 humor. Uh, I, I, I distinctly remember the first time I saw the preview for the Nicolas Cage movie about the World Trade Center. And I was right. like, oh, my God, they're turning this into a movie that uh, I'm, I'm appalled. Right. Uh, but now, yeah, you make a good 9-11 joke. I'm going to laugh. But I mean, it, but, you know, what's crazy is that the producers originally came out, I want to say, 65, 67, right? The producers came out in 67. That's mm. 22 years post-fucking Hitler, <laughs> right? And we're uh-huh. now we're, we're 22 That's where we are. Yeah, 22, 22 years. years. Yeah, you know? wow. All right, perfect. Gamble on, fellas. Gamble <laughs> on. Welcome again to Gamble On, the weekly gambling podcast presented by usbets.com. I'm Eric Raskin, U.S. Bets Managing Editor and Media Director, and I'm joined by my co-host, U.S. Bets Senior Analyst Jeff Edelstein. This week on the show, we'll do a deep dive into the latest NFL player caught breaking the league's gambling rules. We'll talk North Carolina legalization. We'll tell you which sportsbook has made a billion dollars in New York. And we'll see if we can keep our bankroll hot streak going. Because yes, two winning weeks in a row counts as a hot streak for us. All right, we're also going to be welcoming the one, the only, man only needs one name, Spanky, to talk about bet bash, bad betting habits, and more. But first, as always, plenty of news to discuss. Here's your Gamble On News of the Week, an inside look at the biggest stories in the world of gambling. different approach this week in the news segment. We all know what the big news of the week is. It's Isaiah Rogers of the Colts getting investigated for, among other things, betting on his own games. The other news this week, while important, doesn't lend itself to as much discussion and analysis. So let's just clear the decks of the lesser news as quickly as we can and save the Colts business for last. Uh, First up, on Wednesday, the North Carolina House approved the mobile wagering bill by a vote of 68 to 45. So it heads to Governor Roy Cooper's desk. Cooper has indicated he will sign it. So it's 99.9% official that mobile betting is coming to North Carolina, probably in January 2024. Jeff, quick thoughts on what appears to be an actual successful legislative effort for us to celebrate? That's a little slow clap for uh-huh, you right there. Uh-huh. I, 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 I like this Roy Cooper fella. I, I wish he was kind of running for president. He seems like a good guy. By the way, uh, see Chris Christie? He became the first gamble-on guest to uh-huh. be a, become a presidential candidate. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't want to say his appearance on our on our podcast pushed him over the over the top on this, but I, I don't I don't really not want to say that either. <laughs> so you know, it, it's you know, it's a it's a, a Schrodinger's cat situation. Mm. But uh, but yeah, North Carolina. Good for the state legislature. Like, bully, bully for them. Like, you know, some state legislature actually got it right this year. You know, yay, hooray. 
I, st- I still don't get why Chris Christie couldn't announce on our pod. He was going to announce. Why not do it on him. Gamble On? I know I'm you were. <laughs> I, I, he should have taken the bait. Why wait? He knew he was going to run. So um, North Carolina, uh, my quick uh, thoughts on that. First of all, bigger population state than you realize, or at least than I realized. Number nine overall, bigger than Michigan. Who Look knew? Yeah. Um, so among states that haven't legalized yet, you have the big three, of course, which we always talk about. Then you have Georgia and then uh, North Carolina is next. Um, oh, wow. So North Carolina's legislation up to 12 operators, 18 percent tax, yada, yada. We'll uh, we'll have more to say when they're launching, I'm sure. Our second story. We have a major sports betting milestone. FanDuel has become the first sports book to cross $1 billion in mobile revenue in New York State, getting there in just 17 months. Uh, second place, DraftKings, is at $567 million, so pretty big gap there. We've talked about how hard it is for sports books to make money in New York with its 51% tax rate, but at least one operator seems to have figured out how to do it. Jeff, your comments on FanDuel's dominant success in America's current largest legal betting market? It's, you know, it's not just in the America's largest. It's across the nation. You know, right. uh, FanDuel is number one. Uh, DraftKings is number two. I mean, that it's it's kind of clear. Mm-hmm. They're the big, big guns in the, you know, they're, they're, they dominate. Uh, now, of course, the question, the, the, the more interesting question to me is what happens going forward, right? right. Uh, the, I, I think we can, you know, I saw, I think, I forget who tweeted it, but I, I saw that now once North Carolina comes online that, Half, over half of the population now will be able to vote. Uh, vote. We'll be able to. Uh, <laughs> we'll be able to, uh, to to bet. To bet, right? Uh, I'm still. I got Chris Christie on the brain. Uh, <laughs> that still leaves a whole other half, right? Right. And so I don't know. I think I, I'm. I'm comfortable if 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 we're gonna like. I know you know you're a boxing guy. If we're gonna call, I think we could say round one is ended in the okay. sports betting wars of America. I think round one is ended, and, and FanDuel. Yeah. Takes it, you know, ten nine. Over basically everyone combined gets a nine, and Fanduel gets ten. Pretty much. Or are you right? saying Fanduel versus DraftKings ten? Well, I guess it's really Fanduel versus DraftKings, right? Right. But you know, and I, 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 I'm, I'm hard pressed to see any of these other books getting to compete with them. I really, I think we're all, everyone's waiting for the Fanatic shoe to drop and to see what happens with them. Like, can they, like, you know, like, you know, can they burst through? And to become a challenger here. I mean, that that's I think that's the biggest question for the next few years. Yeah, that's about the only book out there that anyone is speculating even has a chance to, right. to shake up the hierarchy. Um, I did notice on the exact opposite end of the spectrum in New York, uh, the BallyBet app, revenue of $818,000 so far in New York. <laughs> they haven't crossed the 1 million mark, and FanDuel has crossed the 1 billion mark. Um, and uh, the other number that jumped out at me, FanDuel's hold in New York so far, 10.4%. The standard hold is about 7%. Uh, so speaks to the power of the parlay, I guess. Power of the parlay. Love it. All right, uh, Jeff, before we get into our next news story, uh, I'm curious. Are you a sunglasses guy? You strike me as someone cool enough to try the sunglasses indoors move, or or maybe just hungover enough. Cool enough and hungover enough. All right, well, I'm definitely that hungover, uh, and I'd like to think I'm that cool, but I, in truth, I'm, I'm probably not that, that cool, though. But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give it a whirl next time I'm, I'm inside at a you know event and see how it goes. Okay. Well, for any of our listeners in the market for sunglasses, uh, specifically suited for the outdoors, although I guess you can wear them inside if you want, you got to check out Shady Rays. They have premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers durable frames and extremely clear optics 
sticks for your outdoor adventures. And the one thing that I love about these guys is their protection program. You lose your sunglasses, you break your sunglasses, you sit on your sunglasses, you throw your sunglasses out the window. It doesn't matter. They're going to replace them. Whether it's been a day, a year, it doesn't matter. They're going to replace them for you for free. And uh, there's also no risk. You buy them, you don't like them, 30-day money-back guarantee. You can return them, get a new pair, get your money back, whatever you like. Not to mention, uh, you'll feel as good as you look when you shop with Shady Rays, as uh, to date they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. It's good to uh, shop with a company like that. For sure. And uh, exclusively for our listeners here, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code ROTOGRINDERS for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These shades are a five stars by over 200,000 people. Okay, now on to the main event of the Newsweek. A huge pat on the back to our colleague, Matt Rivaltowski, who worked his sources for weeks and especially over the most recent weekend to break the news that the latest investigation into an NFL player for violating the league's gambling protocol centered around an active player on the Indianapolis Colts who had placed hundreds of wagers during the 2022 season, including some on his own team. Matt broke the news. The rest of the sports betting and NFL reporting universe then started working the phones. And before long, ESPN was reporting the player is defensive back and kick returner Isaiah Rogers Sr., who essentially acknowledged some sort of wrongdoing with an Instagram post apologizing for, quote, an error in judgment. According to Matt's source, Rogers was betting with an account in someone else's name, and other outlets later reported that his bets were mostly of the $25 to $50 variety. The league is investigating. No suspension has been announced yet. Presumably, this is part of the second wave of investigations this year that David Purdom recently hinted at, and perhaps other players on other teams are in the crosshairs as well right now. So the bigger picture question is, just how huge and messy is this all going to get? I heard uh, Simon Hunter say on the Favorites podcast this week that he's heard several players on every team have people placing sports bets for them. Jeff, what's your guess as to the punishment for Rodgers? And is there any chance the NFL changes its rules and says, gamble all you want from wherever you want, just not on NFL games? I, mean, I think he might get the death penalty here if some of the reports <laughs> prove true. Right? You don't mean I literally? Mean, you know, the, not the literal death penalty. Okay, but just like, wanted like, to you know, clarify. The, the, you know, if you bet on the, you know, if you bet on his team and he's mm-hmm. playing on the field, I don't know. That's it's it's not pretty. Uh, I'm not sure the, you know, I, I, who knows? I mean, he'll probably get the indefinite suspension, but it might be actually indefinite this time. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, the, the 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 league needs to change its policy. I don't know. I, I floated a, one of my stupid modest proposals of, like last year after Ridley, saying that the NFL should like just have its own clearinghouse for bets, right? Like, it should just go through, a, you know, they should figure something out. If you want to bet, you bet with the NFL, basically. You know, you follow right. what I'm saying? Like, you right. know, let, let's figure something out. That way, you know, that would clean everything up. And then if you bet outside of that rubric, then then you're screwed. But that's not going to happen, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But, like, clearly the NFL and the NFL Players Association has done a pretty lousy job in getting the actual rules across. Like, I just said that story in The Athletic where, like, players from every team said that, Everyone's like breaking the rules, but unwittingly breaking the rules. Like they don't even real, they don't even know that they're breaking them. They didn't know that they can't bet from their team, you know, places and you know, right. blah blah blah. The rules need to be cleaner. The players need to get smarter. Uh, how much message is it going to get? I mean, talk to me when it's a, a, a real superstar. Then then we're in real messy territory. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, I think it's it's going to get ugly, but 
you know, annoying ugly probably more than anything. I think that's a good way to describe it. Uh, more more annoying than like truly earth-shaking disastrous. Um, as far as the rules, I mean, the NFL brass are not going to admit that they're they were wrong in the rules they crafted and admit that the problem is partially with their rules. They're not the uh, reflect and humbly admit a mistake type. So, uh, you know, maybe someday the rules change, but not anytime soon. For, for the foreseeable future, it will remain. You can't bet on anything while in these team-related locations. And then there are the rules that will not go away ever and shouldn't go away, that you can't bet on NFL games if you play or coach or work in the NFL. Um, I get being young and dumb. I was once young and dumb. I am now considerably less young, marginally less dumb. But uh, <laughs> just what what is this calculation where I have a contract for multiple millions of dollars, I'm going to break a rule to place $25 and $50 bets. You yeah. know, betting on sports is fun. It's not that fun. <laughs> um, like, I could almost understand it better if you're a serious gambler. You know, you're Floyd Mayweather betting a half million bucks on a game because you have too much money and all your friends are fake friends and you need to bet huge amounts to feel alive. Um, you know, it's not healthy, but I could almost understand if Isaiah Rogers was betting like 50 grand on a game. But he's a casual recreational better like you and me. Um I guess it's just a mentality of I won't get caught. Right. Um, and look, if Simon Hunter is to be believed, most of them are indeed not getting caught. Uh, you're an NFL player. You have a friend who opens a sports book account. You're the one managing the account from a distance. You know, you tell them what bets to place, you fund it, etc. If you don't place the bets yourself and nobody's placing the bets on NFL property, you probably will get away with it. It seems Rodgers got caught because he was placing the bets himself and doing so on NFL grounds. That appears to be what happened here. So the question is, are NFL players going to play it safe and stop making sports bets, period, after seeing enough of these other players get suspended? Or are they just going to get more careful about not having the bets be traceable to them? Uh... They're, it's a, it's somewhat of a rhetorical question. I'm not yeah, necessarily no, expecting but, you to to know the answer. No, no, but, no, but, no I'm, I'm toying with the idea. Like I, I mean, they, I mean, but I, I'm just, I'm still stuck on your original point. You got a multi million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, find some way, find some way else. You know, go do something else to like tickle your, you know, addictive bone. Yeah. Seriously, smoke yeah. weed. You, you you have a better chance of uh you know not getting caught. By the way. I, this you, you gave Matt uh, a pat on the back for breaking mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beyond. It, it, we got to tussle his hair, and you know, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Pat on the back it, wasn't quite enough. Yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, pe- for people not in like the journalism industry, to break a story is like obviously like a big deal, right? To break a national story is a huge deal. To break a, a national story from an organization as traditionally tight lipped as the NFL is a monster deal. And to break it, and it not coming from ESPN, and not coming from, right. you know, it's coming from us. You know, I'm not saying we're small potatoes, but we're, you know, we we are we're not ESPN, that's for sure. You know, uh, just a tremendous job, tremendous yeah. job by Matt. Yeah, he and there were. I'll go a little bit behind the scenes on Monday once we kind of knew Sunday night that he was about ready to write something. 
on Monday, there was just this delicate balancing act of, okay, we have our one major anonymous source that we fully trust, but we kind of could use some sort of second source. And, and we eventually, uh, it was actually Jill Dorson who helped Matt out with the reporting on that and got the uh, person with the Indiana Commission to acknowledge that there was something going on they were looking into, which was an, enough to just confirm everything we had. But then it was the delicate balance of, okay, we're ready to go with this. We want a statement from the NFL, but we don't want to give them enough time to hand the story off to one of their own guys. Uh, and just, you know, we, we're running this up the flagpole within our company, but careful to not, ha it, it all, it was a very delicate balancing act to get the story published without someone catching wind that we were about to publish this story and, and getting to it first. And so, uh, so that was pulled off as well. And, and Matt was, uh, very smart about, uh, sort of how, how he wanted to approach that and, and avoid it. Cause th there's, there's another version of this story that, that ends with us reaching out to NFL for comment and uh, Ian Rappaport or whoever having a tweet about it before we get to publish our story. Right. It's just really just a tremendous job all around. Um, I, I do have one more thought on sort of like how to, how to handle this going forward. Let's say okay. I'm, I'm, I'm an NFL team manager uh, or that's just someone working in the front office at an NFL team, or whatever. I'm inspecting every player on my team's phone at the start of the season. We're checking what apps you have on your phone and you are not allowed to have sportsbook apps. And we tell you that we'll be doing random spot checks throughout the season. I know it's like it's it's compromising the players rights and freedoms, and it's definitely showing a lack of trust in them. But I think it's probably something that I would do if I was running a team and didn't want any of my guys getting suspended. I, I mean, I'd be treating them like children, basically, but but. You know, apparently some of them need to be treated that way. I don't know. Am I, am I is that uh, stepping over someone's personal freedoms uh, if, if you're trying to institute that policy with your team that we get to check your phone and uh, delete any sports betting apps? Well, I mean, just how about just hold a team meeting and say, don't fucking bet. <laughs> right. Well, that too. I, that that should have already happened with every team. Just, and if, just if don't it bet. hasn't, just right. don't bet. Don't bet on the NFL. Don't bet on the NBA. Just don't fucking bet. Right. Just collect your goddamn paychecks, play football, <laughs> right. and be done with it. Yeah, and when your career is over, bet to your heart's content. Exactly. Right. Yeah. How hard is this? All right. We should be running a, a team somewhere, Jeff. We we, I, we, I, we would have snuffed this problem out for sure. I, I'm at best a vice president. I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not. Don't put me in charge of anything, please. All right. That's fine. I won't. Yeah. You you could, you could still answer to me. All right. Fair. It's time to welcome a special guest from the world of gambling. Let's get to the Gamble On interview. There's no clearer sign you've made it in life than when you join the One Name Club. Madonna, LeBron, Oprah. In the sports betting space, if you say the name Spanky, you don't need to say his first name or his last name. Everybody knows who you're talking about. He's a professional sports better. He's the host of the Be Better Betters podcast, and he's the organizer of Bet Bash, which returns to Circa in Las Vegas this August 8th through 11th. To perhaps a few people in this world, he is Gadun Karolos, but to us, he's Spanky, and he joins us now. Spanky, welcome to Gamble On. Eric, thanks for having me on, Jeff. Thanks. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Spanky, give us the, the Cliff's Notes version of your origin story as a professional better. How did you find yourself involved in this world? 
So, um, you know, I was always, as a kid, I was always gambling. You know, I, I learned math. My, my mother taught me uh, basic math with playing cards, and I was playing poker at age five and six. And I was just always fascinated by games and, and trying to find a way to beat games. Um, got into blackjack during my high school and college um, and trying to figure, you know, reading books on card counting and then advantage play. And then, you know, sports betting. I was always a big sports better during my high school and early college years. And I was also a big loser back then. Um, so I had to learn and paid my dues. And I'm like, there's got to be a way to be able to beat this thing. And then I picked up a book uh, called The Complete Book of Sports Betting by Jack Moore, which kind of turned everything upside down and kind of, you know, a light bulb went off. And um, the rest is history. So as those who are only listening to the audio, uh, not seeing you on video on Zoom like we are, don't realize you're wearing a Gray's Sports Almanac T-shirt. Uh, yeah. So, so, but that is not the book that uh, that got you your start. Uh, it's, <laughs> you didn't become a billionaire like Biff. No, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Biff is balling, man. That that Biff, you know, in Back to the Future too, man. He was he was really king of the world, you know, king of the world. As so long he, as all he you need... made, if he could maintain that timeline, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to maintain timelines, as it turns out. Um, I was in Hollywood just recently, you know, with my family about a year ago, and they actually have that sports betting almanac. And I think the Hollywood Museum was on display, the original from the movie. And anybody that watches that movie in, in, that's a gambler, you know, would always feel for him just saying, can I just look at it just for a little bit? You, know, <laughs> you just want to just, just give me one result because all you right. need is one result and you don't, you know, you can own an island. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So. That's great, man. All right, so tell us about uh, Bet Bash, which is which is your baby. Tell, give us what's happening this year and just the whole thing. Yeah, so Bet Bash um, is uh, kind of uh, uh, came out of when you know COVID was winding down, and we kind of didn't have any meetups, and you know we, uh, it was an itch that I just wanted to scratch. I created Bet Bash couple of years ago in jersey city um bet bash one then um it was kind of a proof of concept we had about over 200 people show up um it was a one-night event and then uh the you know the concept was proven as they say so then i created bet bash two which happened last year at the circuit in las vegas multi-day event huge success um derek stevens was completely on board i pitched to him and matt metcalf and they were happy to host us and now we return bet bash is the sports betting networking conference with other betters meet each other and bookmakers are there and legends are there and they try to learn from each other bounce ideas off each other um uh, maybe uh form relationships collaborations and whatnot and to just essentially try to become better betters and i think this was missing in our industry there's no uh you know i i could safely say i'm the best sports betting networking conference out there because i'm the only sports <laughs> networking conference out there so um until uh someone else does something like this um you know we'll be number one and um and it's great you know the reviews are great it's a good time a lot of team building events watch parties we're having four or five open bars this year um where you know people can just uh, have a cocktail relax and what better place to do it than las vegas nevada and you got the hall of fame inductions this year absolutely and- yes sports gambling hall of fame just had two people just announced um additional people so right now we have five out of the 10 names announced um billy walters will be uh, inducted into the hall of fame uh jackie gone will be inducted into the hall of fame in memoriam uh bob martin who is the premier odds maker um uh, for decades he'll be inducted into the hall of fame and um, we have frank lefty rosenthal And, of course, Roxy Roxborough. So those are big, big, five big names. We still have five left to announce over the next several weeks. 
but um, the Sports Gaming Hall of Fame will have a physical location inside the Circus Sportsbook, and um, it'll be a uh, um, you know a place where people can come and learn about these Hall of Famers. And um, and and you know when I pitched this to Derek Stevens, um, I thought I was going to get shot down. He actually completely said, "Yeah, I'm all for it. This is a great idea," and embrace it. And you know, and the rest is you know it's, it's going to be great. I hope this Hall of Fame lives outlives you and I and 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 and, and everyone else, and, and it'll be great for the up and coming sports betters and people to be able to honor those that have come before us that have paved the way for people like me to be able to make a, a living, you know, doing this, uh, betting sports for a living. It's not a typical living. And I, you know, it, it's, it, it, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for people that have kind of created this industry and laid the groundwork for what we see it as this big giant, uh, thing that it is today. How, how much uh, money does uh, Jeff have to put in an envelope and how do, who does he have to give it to in order to get himself in, uh, into the into the Hall of Fame class? So the way we have it is, Jeff, no, you can't buy yourself in, unfortunately, ah, Jeff. Sorry, sorry about that. Good. No, no, no. <laughs> But, um, you know, it, I created a committee. It's a 16-member committee, and you need a 75% approval rating. I'm not part <laughs> of the committee. I'm just an administrator. So um, the committee members that I had are a who's who of, of sports betters, sports bookmakers, dignity, you know, just to go to the list, Chris Andrews, Richie Bocellari, Billy Baxter, Chris Bruno, Dickie Carson, Steve Diano, Allen Boston, Arnie Lang, Vinny Maiulo, Matt Metcalf, Dave Purdom, Roxy Roxborough, Vic Salerno, Richard Schutz, Paris Smith, and Jeff Whitelaw. All um, anybody that's in the, in the industry would recognize several of these names, if not all of them, as um, some of the best sports betters, some of the best bookmakers, and people that would have a, a, a good opinion and 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 for them to have a good vote um, to be able to create this class um, uh, this year and beyond. I think if I ask Purdom nicely, maybe he'll give me a vote one of these years. Maybe, you might, you know, <laughs> but you, you, you'll need eleven more. Obviously. <laughs> and, and, and then we're, the, the committee kind of re, kind of builds itself as you know, as inductees, newly you know, living living members um, get inducted. The committee then grows organically um, with with new members. Oh, that's great! Um, so next year, you know, uh, Billy Walters and and, and um, he'll be part of the committee um, um, next year. And then you know, and and you know, it's just you know, guys, what better committee members to have than actual Hall of Famers? So um, for sure. Yeah, so it, it's it's great, man. You know, it, it's something that needed to be done, and uh, I'm I'm proud. Uh, you know, to if something's missing out there, I try to fill the void and and, and try to do it. So, very cool. All right, so I'm curious about your experience with uh, getting limited and or banned since legal betting came to New Jersey. Like, how many books, either mobile or retail, uh, can you not bet at these days? And and how many books do you have like full freedom to bet large amounts at? I think the second question will be a shorter answer. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, so just, to, you know, I, I, I really, um, I, I, you know, the Westgate um, Superbook, they let me bet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, FanDuel lets me bet at a heavily reduced uh, limit. And um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, wow. Circa, of course, in Nevada lets me bet. But I'm talking about New Jersey. For right. New Jersey, um, I've been essentially kicked out of every MGM property, every Caesars property. Um, the hard rock might be able to give me maybe a couple hundred dollars, but you know, again, when I let me bet, you know, I got to be able to bet at least a dime or two, you know, and make it worthwhile. And, and it just, uh, it's tough. Um, the, you know, um, it, 
the way the business has, has become, it's um, it's just uh, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs, and we could probably spend hours talking about that and how I feel about that. So I don't want to drive you guys nuts by going into. <laughs> but online, also all the mobile sports books that you tried to start accounts, and maybe you had them for a, a little while, and then before you knew it, you were limited down to nothing, basically. Exactly. Yeah, three dollars and fifty-seven cents, or whatever the hell it was, and you know, and then. You know, it just becomes a waste of time. I don't even try to go in, you know, I try to go in the front door and I'm saying, listen, don't waste my time. I don't want to make a big deposit. And then in three days or two days or three hours, you're going to limit me. Do you want my action? Yes or no. And everyone politely just tells me, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. so are you one of those uh, serious bettors then in New Jersey who's gotten in on the exchange betting thing since that came to, to uh, believe believe it or not, I'm also banned um, um, oh, from the okay. exchanges. <laughs> yeah, um, the, you know, and, and not the exchange, the exchanges wanted me, but there's they're uh, you know they have a casino license. Sport Trade has a casino license That's to right. Bally's, and and I think Jeff is the one who wrote the story on that. That's right. Now, um, now I remember. I edited yeah. the story and I forgot all about it when I asked you the yeah. question. But. <laughs> yeah, Jeff wrote the story. Spanky gets spanked or whatever the hell it was about that. So yeah. So it's just, um, you know, it is what it is, man. You just start, you know, most of my action is based offshore anyway. So that's just how it is. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a fact um, that unavoidable fact that in order for me to survive in order or beards um, in order for me to get by, there's no such thing as me, you know, saying, Hey, I'm spanky. Can you get me the count? That just won't happen anymore. You know, let's talk about these recreational betters for a minute. Um, And who the ones who are using, you know, the, 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 the dressmakers, as you call them, my question is why, I mean, listen, so many people when they're shopping for a car, when they're shopping, you know, for a house, when they're shopping for ketchup, they're going to compare prices, right? But it seems like not really in this world. What, what, what do you chalk that up to? Why? I mean, especially here in New Jersey, there's 20, 25 bucks to choose from. Why, you know, why is it that like a sport trade or a profit exchange aren't taking every, you know, total under, you know, total, you know, inside bet there is? Like what, well, what, the, what's preventing the, people? The exchanges wasn't for Bally's. They would accept everybody. So that's just, a, I'm just a special case. Um, Why do these rec sports books not take everybody? No, no, no. I, I mean, why, I don't even what? mean that. I mean, why don't people who are looking, like, so if I want to bet the Mets tonight, I could line shop and find a great line or a better line, but most people don't. Most recreational bettors don't care. They, they, they give up, the, they give up juice every time they bet. And what, what, why do you think that is? Why do you think the recreational sports bettors are so slow to come around to realizing that there's better prices for them out there. Uh, you know, I, I, the number one answer I'd say is laziness. You know what I mean? I just think it's just an, an inherent, you know, um, gamblers are, uh, are, are, you know, they're lazy. Same thing, you know, in, in Las Vegas, they now have triple zero roulette where they have a zero, a double zero, and they'll have like the logo of the casino there. And, and that's just, they're sitting there and they think, okay, my God, you know, it's robbery, but you know, instead of going just across the way or down the, down the, down the, 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 the casino, there's probably a better, or maybe in a high limit room, they'll have a single zero wheel. So it just, there's laziness. A lot of them think that it just doesn't matter. Um, you know, just not mathematically inclined, not thinking, oh, what's a half point? Who cares? Or right. what's a few pennies here and there? What the hell does it matter? It's only a $25 bet. It's only a $50 bet. You know, so what does it matter? Um, but that's the thing. It's just one of those things in which um, 
all that stuff adds up and people don't realize how quickly it adds up. And I just think it's um, either laziness or naivety or, or, or whatever it is, just naive. People don't understand um, the math behind it and how important it is to be able to price shop and also to be able to, you know, it's a pain in the ass to fund all these accounts. Guys might have an, a, a certain limited bankroll to be able to say, listen, I, I only have 500 bucks or a thousand bucks for the season and I'm not going to spread it across 10 different places, put a hundred in each. I want to be able to just put it into one shop or, and that's it. And um, so you kind of need you know, just proper bankroll management that nobody has. So it's just a bunch of different uh, things that kind of all, all um, uh, come on top of the other and um and and create just a, a an environment where you know the average gambler just has no chance all right really interesting stuff uh spanky it's been uh, great talking to you thanks for coming on the podcast before we let you go uh where should listeners go to learn more about bet bash well bet bash tickets are at betbash.co um, we are, uh, the tickets, so there's two tiers, tickets, VIP tickets, where we have a VIP Legacy Club cocktail party and general mission tickets, betbash.co, August 8th through the 11th at the Circus Sportsbook. Um, I hope to see everybody there and um, check it out. There's videos on our website and there's testimonials. I have a Twitter spaces that I have, and there's just so many different information, you know, ask around. Um, the reviews were endless and they're all positive and everybody loved it. And um, I urge everybody to come on out and make friends and maybe pick up a nugget or two that you could take back home with you and become a better, better. Two men, $10,000. Will they run it up or blow it all? It's time to check in on the Gamble On bankroll. Let's update our betting bankroll. And as I teased at the top of the show, we are red hot. Uh, small sample size, two weeks, just a handful of bets. But still, uh, you won a parlay, Jeff. You won a two-unit bet. Some of our futures had good weeks. Uh, here's what we got. Uh, the only substantial losing bet was your bet on the Nuggets to sweep the Heat. We lost $100 yep. there. Um, I took the under in game one. That won comfortably. We won the $100 back. I did lose $30, though, on my four-leg same-game parlay on that game. The under was the only leg that won. The other three all lost. Uh, but the two big ones. You had the Mets-Red Sox run line parlay last Thursday. Mets eked it out over the Phillies. Red Sox won big over the Reds. That was a plus 362 bet, won us $362. And your WNBA player prop, Nafisa Collier of the Lynx, you had her over 16 and a half points last Thursday for $228. She scored 30. So big win there, won us 200 bucks. Uh, the two French Open bets I made last week are both looking solid with Alcaraz and Sviatek both in the semifinals and minus money to win. Uh, the Jokic Finals MVP bet is on track. We we had us a fine week, Jeff. Uh, but yeah, just good. just in terms of graded bets, we won five hundred thirty-two dollars. So we're now down by twenty-three ten. We also have fifteen fifty-seven on hold in futures bets, and that leaves us with six thousand one hundred thirty-three dollars available to bet with this week. And I'm up first, and I'm looking at the NBA Finals Game Four. And there's a player prop I have my eye on. Uh, obviously, it's a must-win game for the Heat. They can't go back to Denver down 3-1 or it's over. Must win game means big time effort from Jimmy Butler. His point prop is 26 and a half. There's an instinct to say, all right, he's going to strap this team on his back and uh, win or lose, he's having a huge game. I am going to zag on that thinking. Uh, yes, he will try to strap the team on his back, but this is a guy who's banged up. 
who's tired, who's gotten less productive as a scorer as the playoffs have gone along. Uh, you may recall he put up a 56 and a 42 in that Bucks series to open the playoffs. Then he averaged 24.6 against the Knicks and 24.7 against the Celtics. He's at 20.7 so far in the finals. Yeah, he's coming off a nice 28-point game, but now they play Friday on just two days rest. He played 40 minutes last night. I like the under. Uh, the one threat to the under is if the refs are sending Butler to the line a lot. In, you know, some crazy fictional world where NBA referees are told that the league would prefer a 2-2 series to a series that could end in five games, we could see the Heat getting all the calls. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and take that chance, though, and uh, bet under 26.5 points for Butler. I found it at minus 110 at points bet, so let's go $110 to win 100 Lovely. That's smart. All right, I'm going out to Anaheim. The Angels, they still play in Anaheim, right? Uh, are they the Are they the Anaheim or they They're I think they're the Los Angeles. No, they they Angels. are the Los Angeles. Oh, okay. All right. Do they They are the Los Angeles. I, I'm old so, enough that I remember when them? they were the California Angels. I, of course, I remember the old California Angels. You never <laughs> knew where they were. Were they in Santa Cruz? <laughs> they yeah, could play anywhere. Play? Yeah, anywhere. You know what's a great Santa, name? Yeah. Doug DeSensei. Great oh, name. Doug DeSensei. Silent S. Silent <laughs> S. <laughs> Uh, anyway, just, the uh, Los Angeles Angels. You had a bet. Yeah, Reed, them. Reed Detmers on the takes the mound tonight. Uh, Cubs strike out at a 25% rate against lefties. Reed is striking out batters uh, a lot, <laughs> left and right, I was <laughs> okay, going to say. Right, yeah. Uh, over 6.5Ks plus money at 122. Let's go for it for 100 bucks. And while we're here, let's throw another 20 bucks at uh, plus 900 for 10 plus Ks. Ooh, wow. Has, has anyone even I know nah, I know the answer to that question. I was starting to ask, has anyone even hit 10 K's this season? But certainly a few guys have. But uh, it's rare with how with how I know. little I know. they let guys go more than like five and two thirds innings anymore. But plus 900. Sure. Why not? Yeah. For I mean, if you're bucks. striking guys out left and right, that's a lot of. Strikeouts. Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and if, if we, all we need is a couple of centers and, and we're going to cash. <laughs> right. All right. Um, I have a, a boxing bet here. A big one this Saturday at Madison Square Garden. Scotland's Josh Taylor defending the junior welterweight championship against the talented but perhaps semi-washed already at age 25 Teofimo Lopez. Would have been a really tough fight to call a couple of years ago. But right now, I feel fairly confident that Taylor wins and fairly confident that it's a distance fight. We can get plus 175 on Taylor by decision. I think there's a little bit of value there. So $100 to win 175 Josh Taylor wins on points. All right. I'm keeping it somewhere in California. Uh, same game there with the Angels. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew Smiley on the hill for the Cubs. He's a little lucky this year with his home run rate uh, compared to his traditional home run rate. Uh, also with his uh, BABIP, uh, not a silent P there. Um, <laughs> no. So I, I let's do a little little a little parlay, a little fifty dollar plus fifteen hundred parlay. Mike Trout and Otani both to hit a home run tonight. How do you Ooh, like it? I do like it. So that's... fifty bucks at fifteen hundred, mm -hmm. but I'm not done. Oh, okay. Let's throw Detmer's six point five six and a half k prop in there as well. And over at DraftKings, they're giving you a twenty percent boost today, Eric. On, on on same game parlays with three mm. or more legs. I, for 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 what it's worth, for the 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 bankroll rules, we don't, do rules. We, don't do we don't allow boosts and uh, special. You know the special like when you know like when they do the ones like uh, if Zion Williamson scores one point, you uh, you, you you win uh, even no, money I, or whatever. That, no, that I, that I. But this is just a regular. We, so, all right, it's fine. Nah, sure, we fine. don't we okay, don't do fine, the boost. Fine, but we'll still, fine. No, <laughs> sorry, no boost for me. 
So we'll leave it at 3500 <laughs> But we're going to do a $20 three-leg parlay there. Trout, Otani with the homers, Detmers over 6.5Ks. 20 bucks okay. at 3500 All right. And it could have been a 20% boost, but I shut you down. I'm sorry. I need a lot of things to happen out there in, somewhere in California. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's turn our attention to something happening uh, in New York State. This weekend is the Belmont Stakes, uh, third leg of the Triple Crown. Third and final chance for us to pick a winner via the highly scientific method of I read Jeff the names. Jeff tells me what name he likes. Uh, some of these you've heard before. Some are new. Right. We're going to do $50 to win at fixed odds on one of these horses. Here goes. How, how many horses do we have? There are so, nine horses. All right. So now I need to mentally prepare myself for the nine. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, I'm going in, in the order, uh, not of odds or anything, but rather their starting positions. Okay. The one horse, Tap It Shoes. The two horse, Tap It Trice. And uh, mm. I just learned reading our uh, preview by uh, Mike Seeley and Matt Rybaltowski that these horses uh, were sired by the same horse, which had a Tap It in its name as well. Or maybe it was just called Tap It. Anyway, Tap It Shoes, Tap It Trice, Archangelo, National Treasure, Il Miracolo, Forte, Hit Show, Angel of Empire, and Red Route One or Red Route One. Right. I, that's one of those words I flip and flop on, whether sure. I pronounce it root or route. Uh, depends. What on was what was the Italian one again? Il Miracolo. What the hell does that mean? I guess the miracle. Uh, all right. Forget it. Let's go hit show. We're both TV guys. Ooh. Hit show. Okay. Hit show. All right. Hit show. The seven horse at 10 to one. That's so good. It's the, yeah, right in the middle of the pack. For, I love it. Fourth, fourth longest shot in the field of nine. So, uh, all right. 10 to one hit show. 50 bucks to win 500. Perfect. All right. My last bet. This is this is gut. This is just a gut one. Dodgers Reds today. The game starting at 1230. That's like, you know, for you know Clayton Kershaw's on the hill. Great pitcher. But that's like 5 a.m. California time. I'm not good with the time zones, but it's very it's early. It's like yeah. this is he hasn't had his breakfast yet. I don't, and the Reds are the Reds are like they're the all of a sudden the most fun team in the National League. This Ellie Dela Cruz guy. He's like just mm-hmm. dynamite. So little little parlay, of course. Give me the Reds money. Give me the Reds money line. Give me over ten and a half runs. Give me Ellie De La Cruz to go yard plus twenty two hundred fifty dollars. Plus twenty two hundred fifty bucks. Okay. What's this guy's rookie of the year odds? I should probably look that up too. Should look that up. Do we want to? Do you want to uh, look that up while I uh, fill time for a second, and uh, we can throw in a bet on that as well? Did yeah, he, ju- he just got called up, right? Just got. He's been played two games. He's hitting right. homers, so he's getting, getting triples. He's, so he's, he's getting that sort of late start. Is 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 early June? That's a Daryl Strawberry enough. rookie of the year, right? Okay, always got to play in terms of the Mets, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking here. I'm okay. I'm I'm in my attic. Things are slow on the internet. Poor, <laughs> poor connection. Content may be slow to. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Uh, player awards. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the. I wish I had thought of this. Before he got called up, uh, well, I had never heard of him before. He's the second favorite now, <laughs> plus three fifty. Oh, Corbin yeah. Carroll still the favorite, minus one thirty-five. And yeah, I it feels like we missed there. we missed the chance to get a, a good a good price on it. Yeah, yeah. I think pass. we can pass on that and just go yep. with our SGP here. All right. Yep. Yep. All right, and that'll do it for this episode of Gamble On. Thanks, everybody out there for listening, and thanks again to this week's guest, Spanky. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Raskin and Jeff at Jeff Edelstein, and follow US Bets at US underscore bets. Go to usbets.com for all the latest news and analysis from the world of gambling, and subscribe to this podcast on Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. And with that, Jeff, please take us out.
you know, I, I, I always enjoy in my like life just like putting out ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. like what ifs. I love I love what ifs. I'm a big okay. what if guy, right? All right. So so with that having said that. It looks like, you know, without the as long as the feds don't get step in and block the deal, it looks like the PGA, the PGA has basically been sold to Saudi Arabia. Right. And I'm going to withhold opinion on what this means. Exactly. I'm not a student of Saudi Arabia. I will note that Donald Trump likes this deal. So I'm guessing I probably don't. But whatever. Uh, but the big thing that's really striking to me, though, is this public investment fund business. Right. Uh, it's apparently worth like six hundred and fifty billion dollars. And I, a CNN saying that within a few years, I expect it to be worth over a trillion dollars, which is which is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some light Googling, Eric. And uh, according to estimates, and I saw this on BetMGM's blog, the NFL is worth about one hundred and fifty billion dollars. The NBA, uh, I don't know, about ninety, a hundred billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So let, let, let me let me throw this what if out there. What if the PIF? who smartly probably realized that oil, it was yesterday's news, right? Decide right. to start a competing football league, let's say, where mm -hmm. players who remember they only last a few years in this league mm -hmm. could make two, three, four, five times as much money. Well, I think you get the idea of where I'm going here. Yes. I mean, if I'm running the Saudi Arabian, I'm not, but if I'm running this PIL fund, I'm saying, oh yeah, maybe, you know, with this golf thing worked out pretty well, why don't we do it everywhere? I don't know. So with that said, Eric, let me say this. Gamble on. Or, as they might say in Saudi Arabia, Mukabare Tunara. <laughs> <laughs>